Hello and welcome to another episode of The Remake Mistake, brought to you by WolfbaneBlooms.com. In this podcast, we're going to take a look at an original horror movie, as well as its remake, in order to answer two questions. First, does the remake stand up to the original? And second, should it have been remade at all? Or was this remake a mistake? Even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms. And the autumn moon is bright. I forgot the first rule of remakes, Jill. Don't fuck with the original. All right. For our sixth episode, I think, we're going to be taking a look at 1980s Prom Night. And it's 2008, um, loose remake, reimagining, uh, also called Prom Night. Uh, I am Eric, and with me, as always, is Mike. Hello. All right, man. Okay. What do you think about Prom Night? I think that these are some of the worst movies I've seen. Both of them. Yeah, they're just, they were bad movies. Yeah, we were talking earlier, I think this might be the first time... Two duds. Two duds. Usually one of them, typically the original, has been great. Yeah. And the remake's been bad. I mean, in the case of The Wolfman, they were both pretty dang good. Yeah, well, not universally loved. Well, right, but we liked them. Yeah. And now this is our first time where both of them were pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. And the podcast. (laughs) I mean, the original, though, is like, people love it, though, don't they? I know. I mean, it's... After, like, Halloween, that's, and I guess Halloween, too, Jamie Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, like, what she's known for. Yeah. Like, uh, helped her become the Scream Queen, and it's just not good. It's I, barely a horror movie. It's barely a movie. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, at least the first one, though, and we'll get into it, but at least the first one has somewhat of an interesting story. Something to keep your attention. I don't think so. I mean, it has that idea, but... It has that mystery element, but nothing else. I mean, truthfully, the remake was probably one of the least inventive, mm-hmm. least interesting horror movies I've seen in a yeah, very long time. That was time. my gripe when I saw it back in 2008 when it came out. Yeah. So you had actually seen the remake. I had not seen either one yeah. before doing I this. I saw it as a... I think it was paired with Ghost Rider at the drive-in. Oh, what a great double feature. Yeah. So it was pretty bad. Did you ask for your money back? No, I didn't want to go home. <laughs> That's all. All right. Both of these movies barely... No, the, the original is barely an hour and a half. The remake is not even an hour and a half. Yeah. Which is a pretty bad sign. If yeah. You can't even can't even squeeze an hour and no, a half out it, of this. Not, not necessarily a bad sign. It just maybe they streamlined it, which they did not. No. I mean, in I mean, some they, senses yeah. they did, but what they put in it was garbage. The original has a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. The remake has an 8% on Rotten mm. Tomatoes, which may be the lowest rated movie we've done. Maybe. Black Christmas I thought was pretty low, but who knows. Yeah. I mean, 8 is is pretty bad. Yeah. That's really low. I think that the original is a little too high. 42? Yeah. Yeah. Something that shocked me about the original was Leslie Nielsen is in it. Well, Albeit briefly. Yeah, it's like he showed up one day working on another movie, and they said, hey, we need you for a second. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, most of his scenes were done like via voiceover anyway. Yeah, he dubbed a lot of stuff. Which was strange. Yeah, and he did nothing. He was there to be a terrible red herring. Is he the cop, right? No, he's the principal. What? No, he, is but, he the... <laughs> He's the dad and the principal. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's the dad and the principal. Yeah. Yeah. The anyway. cop is, doesn't even do anything. He does right. less than Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit about at least setting up the, the main storyline here. So in the beginning of the film, you got a bunch of kids playing hide-and-seek in an abandoned building. Mm-hmm. Um, little girl named Robin wanders into the building to play with the other kids. They're horrible kids. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they trap her in a corner and they're chanting, the killers are coming at her. Falls out a window yeah. to her death. Um, Accidentally. Yeah. The little kids decide to, I know what you did last summer, the situation, and just mm-hmm. bail. Yeah. Which is fair. And promise never to talk about it again. Yeah. So that now is Leslie Nielsen's daughter. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Who grows up. No, no. 
So no, yeah. yeah there's, there's so the little girl who dies has a, a brother and a sister. A twin brother? Mm, I'm not sure that's ever. I feel like it's stated. I think they are because they're dressed exactly the same. Well, yeah, they're dressed the same, but it could just be a creepy '80s thing. Yeah. But the the sister of the dead girl grows up to be Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. So in what is probably the least believable six years later ever, yeah. we get a six years later card where this little little girl is now like a 20-year-old Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, but she's supposed to be at prom night, so 18 maybe. But maybe. still, she definitely wasn't 12 years old yeah, at the beginning the of the beginning. film. I mean, I can't imagine. Maybe I just no. have no concept of what kids look like. Yeah, the 80s, who knows? Yeah. Six years later, they're ready for their AARP membership. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jamie Lee Curtis plays a character named Jude, right? Mm-hmm. I saw it, but I don't know. Yeah. We are the worst at names. I know. If you listen to our Black Christmas uh, episode, that one is, is, a, Christmas. is a train wreck. There's so many. Yeah. I think she's Jude. We'll probably find out as we talk about this more, but... Mm-hmm. She gets a very um, Black Christmassy phone call, kind of just a weird prank call, but asking her to go to prom. It's like I'm watching this movie for the first oh time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> That's how interesting this movie is. I mean, this one at least has that backstory. Yeah, that's true. That there's, gives there's you so no back. There's well, there is, but the backstory in the remake is atrocious. Right. Um. So. All, you, you meet this cast of girls who are who are Jamie Lee Curtis's friends. They all get a phone call from the same person. Yeah, and most of them were the ones that... The kids from the Except me. Like, there's maybe one or two that wasn't. Yeah. One shows her butt. One shows her butt? Yeah, remember? No. At the groundskeeper. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, there's a lot of red herrings in this because the groundskeeper is this... Um, they make a, a point to mention that the groundskeeper is creepy. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character is named Kim. What? Yeah. Kim. All right. Well, there's a character named Jude in the movie. I don't know who Jude was then. Just uh, another girl. Yeah. She might have been the one that died. She's one of the... No. She's no. one of the... She's got to be one of the little killer kids. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, great. So Kim, then, is Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, anyway, so the, the killer is, is calling all the girls. That's it. There's there's Wendy, there's Kelly, there's Jude, and I guess Kim. And they all get these these Professor calls. and Marianne. Um, the sheriff, pretty much in one of the only scenes in this movie, he finds a murdered nurse. And so we get a very, like... Yeah, we don't even get to see the murder. No, but it's a very like Halloween thing. Like, oh, he's escaped. He's he murdered the nurse and he escaped. Um, this this unnamed killer, right? Yeah, that's what this movie felt like. Someone trying to remake Halloween, but not knowing. Yeah. Filmmaking. Yeah. And man, I gotta say, this movie is just like so painfully dated. Yeah. I mean, black oh, yeah. like Black Christmas is was dated in like a good way almost in a way that like becomes timeless right well it, yeah that's because they didn't pick the things that were so obviously a fad yeah like disco yeah man are there some disco scenes in this movie yeah um so basically we just there's a lot of build up to the the prom thing here which is something that um the remake doesn't do at all which is to its benefit because sure. building up to the prom was horrible. Yeah. It's like they build up to prom so everything's going to happen on this one prom night in the last like 10 minutes, but nothing happens. Yeah. So Jamie Lee Curtis, there's a scene of her doing this like just dancing alone in the gym. Mm -hmm. Practicing. Weird. Yeah, practicing for prom. And then interspersed with this, we get cuts of, interspersed with everything that's happening, we get cuts of the killer just doing things. So, for instance, in one scene, he's ripping all their photos out of the yearbook. Yeah, and they're all conveni conveniently on the last row of the page. <laughs> they're all just like a couple people away from yeah. each other. Makes it very easy for him. Yeah. Um, and then there's this this horrible caveman of a character. 
The groundskeeper? No, 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 no. The kid, the 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 big, <laughs> the oh, big yeah. dummy. Yeah, that guy. He's not even a big dummy. That guy. That guy belongs in a hospital. He mm. looks exactly like someone I know. So he belongs in a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> he's horrible. <laughs> anyway, so there's. He may this, have had an actual mental problem though. Well, who from knows? What I read. There's, so, this, there's this. Not ho- kind to make horrible scene where he like basically sexually assaults. Jamie Lee Curtis in the school. Yeah, is he supposed to be charming? I don't know. He's he's assaulting her. Yeah. And then Kim's little brother tries to come to the rescue, and the caveman just beats the hell out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then you know we see a shot of the dead nurse's car. Honestly, so much of this movie reminded me of Halloween. Yeah. Like, the scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is, like, she's in class, she glances out the window, or maybe she doesn't even, and you just see the car drive by. It was very, like, Michael Myers. I think you're thinking of Halloween. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the same. You know what I'm talking about, No, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, It's, like, the same same vibe. Well, how long after Halloween was this? This was 1980, and Halloween was 78? 79, I thought, 79? right? Yeah, maybe. So this was like the next year? Yeah, so. Yeah. They, so Halloween was still in theaters when they were writing and making this. Yeah. Um, Probably. Man, I don't know. The uh, So the caveman basically gets convinced by one of the popular girls. Who's trying to win prom queen? Who's trying to win prom yeah, queen. Yeah, that's the ru- one running thing through both of these movies. Yeah, there's like a big emphasis on, on prom queen. Yeah. Which, honestly, in neither movie does it really pan out to anything at all. No, yeah, that's true. Especially in the remake, man. They focus so much time on it, and it just completely means nothing. Yeah, but I wonder if they were trying to go for an emotional thing, but because it was so badly made that it just it just fell flat. Well, I don't know. Hmm. So Wendy is the, is the bitch. She's the popular girl who wants uh, to be prom queen. Yeah. So she... Uh, is in the locker room and she finds her her yearbook photo taped to her gym locker so she freaks mm-hmm. out now we finally finally we get some movement some action yeah um, Kim and Kelly so that's Jamie Lee Curtis and whoever the hell Kelly, Kelly was uh, <laughs> they find a smashed mirror in the locker room yeah that was the other thing I forgot about that that the mirror is very important throughout this whole movie. Yeah, so like the killer just uses a shard of a mirror. Mm-hmm. That's that's the weapon. Are they trying to go for vanity or something? Ah, that's interesting. I had honestly that thought hadn't crossed my mind at all. Really? Because I feel like they would have they've beaten our head, beaten us over the head. They've beaten our head, man. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, at least that I, we might be giving the movie too much credit. Here's the thing about it, though. Okay, so. Having every single kill done with a piece of glass mm-hmm. is not very exciting. No. But at least the glass is somewhat interesting in and of itself. In the yeah. remake, it's just a knife. It's a nice knife, which is it's shaped. It's a nice knife. It's kind of shaped like the shard of glass. I guess. It's just a knife, though. Yeah, but it's got a. It's not like a straight knife, it's got a little shape to it. Lame. Yeah, well, I didn't say it was good. Well, you're sticking up for it. You love that knife. Yeah. Um, it's a nice knife. Yeah. So finally, it's prom night. Nobody's nobody's We're dead. About an hour into it. Yeah. Nothing really has happened well, at all. She died, didn't she? No, I don't think yet. No. Nobody. Oh, I don't God. think anybody dies until prom night. And even then, it's like three people, right? Yeah. So the prom night scene is so long. Most of it is dancing. It's just these extended disco scenes. They got the lighted, you know, square floor which and everything. Like we're saying about the first we were talking about the second one, the remake, that it was definitely, definitely geared towards teenagers and it pulls off everything very well. But is this what teenagers wanted in nineteen eighty? They what? were done with disco. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, when me, did disco die? Nineteen seventy nine. I don't know. I'm just it died like it was at the tail end. Which, if it's at the tail end, that means that kids aren't finding it interesting anymore. You saying teenagers probably bailed well before that? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I mean they might find interesting is the sexual assault 
Yeah. Kids love sexual assault. Sure. Yeah, um, like cavemen. These kids are real into the disco, though. Yeah. That's the, half the movie. Yeah. I feel like, and I, this could just be because of how painful it was, but I feel like there was a solid 25 minutes of just watching these kids disco <laughs> dance. I think that's a little extensive. It felt like an eternity. It did feel like an eternity because as, as big as Saturday Night Fever was, disco is not interesting to watch. No. And then I think pretty much from here on out, anytime they're cutting back and forth between somebody getting killed and then the rest of the dance, mm-hmm. it's just they just keep going back to this these dance scenes. Yeah. It was brutal. Hello, Jamie Lee Curtis could dance. I mean, yeah, she honestly, that was the most surprising thing. She was killing it. Oh, she seems like the type. Yeah? Yeah, she seems very athletic. I always just thought in, in Halloween Increased she hope. just kind of seemed awkward. She's supposed to be. Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. She she seemed like that. Yeah, but look at her now. She's very sleek. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever called Jamie Lee Curtis sleek before. <laughs> Maybe it's the gray hair, the short gray hair now. I don't know. those Activia I commercials. I don't want to talk about this anymore. She's um, kept regular so she can dance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, two of our characters, Kelly and Drew, getting hot and heavy in like a locker room or something, somewhere. Kelly doesn't want it, so Drew bails, and the killer comes and slices her throat with broken glass. She's laying down, right? Oh, that's when we see a boob. <laughs> Got boob watch. No, it was just weird, because that was happening, and I was thinking, who is this? Because laying down, she looked very different. Mm-hmm. And then her boob popped out, and I was like, whose boob is this? And then she sat up and then got killed. So yeah, that's my thought process through all this. Great. Yeah. Thanks for letting us into that. Ahead yeah. of Mike. <laughs> all right. So finally, have one person dead. Finally. Slip throat. Finally, we have one person dead that we've seen that isn't that little girl falling out a window. Or the the nameless nurse who yeah. got killed off screen. Yeah, we never saw her. Um, now we've got an absolutely ridiculous scene. Honestly, probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie even though it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, Jude and her date, who's this really ridiculous, um, homely-looking guy who calls himself Slick. Mm-hmm. I love in, Slick. They're in his conversion van making out. Oh, yeah, that dumpy little guy. He looks yeah. like he's a, a dental assistant. Sure, yeah. Um, this whole sequence is absolutely ridiculous. It feels like there should have been some Dukes of Hazard music playing in the background. Yeah, they're like fooling around in the van, Slick, uh, he breaks his glasses. Yeah. So he gets out to go pee. Um, and the killer is stalking them. They're out at the bluffs, which they just keep saying the bluffs, the yeah, bluffs. The bluffs. We don't see the bluffs. It right. doesn't look like bluffs, but they're bluffs. Um, they go in the van. The killer, this is, a, this is the coolest scene for me. The killer opens the back door of the van uh, Jude's like leaning against the door, so she falls out, and he just stabs her twice in the throat. Yeah. It was awesome. You love that? Yeah, it was great. It was the most like excitement and action we got in the entire movie. This, well, yeah, but then it's followed by a, a painful scene of Jude. Jude? No, Jude. Jude just got stabbed twice in the throat. Yeah, the other guy. Slick. Slick. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He. Him dri- trying to drive away with the killer, like, trying to attack him. Yeah, he's, like, throttling him from the back seat. Yeah. And he's just, like, driving this van around. Yeah, yeah but it goes on too long. Oh, Something like on. that usually lasts seconds. It this lasts a couple long. of minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's why it was cracking me up. Although I will say this much about this movie that I did appreciate. And once we end up finding out who the killer is, it's... The killer throughout the whole movie wasn't someone who was like a professional who's been planning this. It, he fumbled so much throughout it. So yeah, which is kind of realistic. Yeah, it's realistic. there's like a scene here where like Slick like pushes him out of the van, yeah. and he's just like chasing the van on foot trying to get back in. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah, it feels like this guy. Everyone actually has a chance of getting away. Yeah, but then Slick drives his van right off the bluffs. Yeah, to death. Yeah, it blows up before it hits anything. Yeah, it just blows up in the air. Yeah. It's great. Um, all right, so we're back at the high school again. That was our one respite from the, the high school and the dancing. Yeah. was the van over the bluff scene. Um, now it was Wendy, who's the prom queen character again. 
the killer tries to axe her, and uh, he's just chasing her around with an axe. Um, Ditch the uh, mirror, huh? Yeah. I don't know. Where did he get the axe from? Well, it was probably back then they had for the fire, like instead of a fire extinguisher. Yeah. He gets her, though. He axes her. Um, Yeah. The uh, the cave. This is the some good caveman scenes here. Oh um, god! They're finally announcing the prom king and queen. The caveman uh, jumps the prom king and takes the crown. Um, yeah, like there's no likability to this character at all. I hated him. I like he made my skin crawl. I just the caveman. Yeah, he was just. There's no oh this guy's mean, but there's some comedic effect here or. You know, he has a heart. No, nothing. He is just awful. Yeah. If he's not sexually assaulting a girl, he's stealing the prom king's crown. Yeah, well, also him and a couple of guys, like, beat up and tied up the prom king. Yeah. And then in in, a, in the case of a crazy mix-em-up, <laughs> the killer's trying to kill the prom king, but kills the caveman instead. Yeah. And his disembodied head rolls down the runway. And then we get one of the worst parts of this whole movie. What's that? It's when the strobe light's going off through the rest oh, of it. Oh, God, yeah. There's just like this big scene where everybody's panicking and there's just strobe lights. Well, it's the lights. final showdown, too. It's just hard to... You can't look at the screen to tell what's... I don't know what happened, honestly, because I had to look away because it was giving me a headache. Final showdown, huh? Yeah. Nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's good. Too much credit. No, it's good. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, the the tied up prom king and the killer engage in a in a lengthy battle with an axe with the strobe light and an axe. Yeah, that sounds more interesting than it is. Yeah, um, Jamie Lee Curtis manages to bash the killer with the axe. She doesn't axe him; she just bashes him. Yeah, and looks into his eyes, and what does she see? She recognizes. It's her brother, Alex. Yeah. The one whose sister got murdered. The one who they she were wearing... She didn't get murdered. She just she fell. She just fell out a window. It was nobody's fault. They're playing a game. They were wearing... It's the one who she, he was wearing the same outfit as. Yep. We thought he went home, but alas, he did not. He saw her fall, and he went mad with, I don't know, rage. Yeah, but it was the kind of rage that only comes up six years later. Yeah. God, I keep forgetting that was only supposed to be six years. That's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. He went from this little tiny boy to this like full-grown man salesman. in yeah. six years. Uh, anyway, it's Alex. It's the brother. Then he dies, and literally, then the credits roll. Yeah. That's the whole movie. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah, and the only saving grace, I would say, is when I mentioned where he feel I feel he wasn't professional. Yeah. And that made it interesting. Like, it wasn't like, oh, this guy's alone, here comes the killer, that guy's going to die for sure. No, it was like anybody had a chance, except Slick. Slick kind of did that to himself, though. Yeah. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is is, is good in it. Well, of course she is. And yeah. Leslie Nielsen's good for that couple of seconds he's in it. The cop isn't good. He stands at the entrance of the gym the whole time, standing there watching. He's like, okay, I guess we got him, let's leave. And then he comes back. Yeah. Yeah, what a um oh yeah, there's so many red herrings in this movie that that don't go anywhere. I mean, I guess that's the nature of a red herring, but um, yeah, but it's not even they didn't give us enough to think that oh maybe he did it besides like oh his eyes are shifty a little bit. Yeah, cuz like the escaped what there is an escaped convict, right? Or mental patient cuz who kills the nurse? Alex didn't kill the nurse. No, did there's he? definitely somebody out there. But he so he maybe didn't that do it. is the interesting movie there. What happened to that escaped convict? Well, they ended up catching him, and so he, the cop thought, okay, let's get out of oh. here. So, yeah, there's no story there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that movie, man. Yeah. I don't. I didn't care for it. I didn't. I don't really see the draw to it. It didn't feel like it. I mean, I don't. It didn't give me, you know, I didn't like it, but it didn't give me the passion of really hating it. No, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, for a movie of this style in 1980, it was fine, but if you're gonna if, if you're gonna sit fine. down to watch, uh, you know, an '80s '70s or '80s slasher movie with Jamie Lee Curtis, you're gonna watch Halloween ten out of ten times. Yeah, I can't or see any instance where I would put this movie on 
over yeah. another one. No. I mean, we've watched how many, even just doing the podcast, we've watched a lot of 80s slasher movies like Black, well, Black Christmas, 70s. My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine. Those were great. Yeah. They tried I mean, to do something different. They weren't, it wasn't a hodgepodge of other movies. Yeah. I mean, I think that you hit the nail on the head there that those, I mean, they're at least inventive. Yeah. Say what you want about any of them, but they're inventive. And even if they're like regurgitating a formula set by something else. I mean, Black Christmas obviously wasn't. It's like the first. Yeah. But, you know, at least they tried something. Prom Night tries nothing. Yeah. Like if you look at Sleepaway Camp, that is obviously inspired by Friday the 13th, but it does so many different things. Yeah. It actually tries to be something original. Yeah. That's I mean, a... it, the, the only thing that Prom Night even tried out of the ordinary was the, you know, the killer is the... Who's the killer? The killer is the brother, but and the I mean, there was a lot of that scene. in My Bloody Valentine too, wasn't there? Like who? Who? Because we right, didn't know yeah. who the killer was until. No, yeah, that's yeah. But when did My Bloody Valentine came out? Eighty one. Oh, was it? I think it came out after. My mistake then. I thought it was late seventies, but I so think it you're right. did it. But it did it much better than this one. Well, sure. <sighs> All right, I think. If we're talking about lack of inventiveness, that's a perfect segue into Prom Night 2008. Yeah. Because, man, I can't think of a, a less inventive movie than Prom Night 2008. Yeah, that, I mean, that even came at the tail end of all these stylish remakes sure. of 80s classic horror. Yeah. I mean, big names in this one. We got Brittany Snow. Yeah. Who's our lead character, Donna. Recognizable. And Idris Elba. Who's a wonderful who's actor? Blown up since, yeah. and he does a very good job. It's yeah. just he's—you don't see the contempt in his eyes for having been in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he plays the cop who actually does play a substantially larger role in this than the original. Which I have to say, through I guess both movies, the acting isn't terrible. No, not at all. I mean, I think so. The only, the only common threads really between these two movies are. Um, obviously the prom, like the prom king and queen thing, and um, and the cop, right? I mean, I can't think of the backstories are different. Well, there's still like some haunting past. Yeah, very different past. Although but. I have to say, I know that you liked the original story better. I like the story here. It's just it didn't it. They could have done more with it. They could have done it better. My problem with the story here, and just so you know, the story here is that our main character, Donna, when she, she's in high school, and one of her teachers became obsessed with her, went to her house, killed her entire family looking for her, you know, thought Although, they were going to run away together. Which we never find out what his intentions with her are. Uh, yeah, I mean, he just Maybe. wants her for his own, I guess. Yeah. But... And then, you know, they lock him up. Mm -hmm. So this is this is now after that. So only a few years after, I'm assuming. It's got to be, right? Well, yeah, they may have said it. But that's the whole backstory. It so had, just, I mean, there's a minimum of, what, three, four years? Can, yeah, at least. For being in high school. So, I mean, there's no, there's no mystery here or anything. We know who the killer is the entire time. He's this teacher. They show us him every time. Who escapes. And he just, you know, very, very systematically kills everybody in the movie with the same knife in the same way. And that's it. Oh, yeah, but what I like over the original is that it, this one all takes place during prom. That's true. At least it's about prom night. And I'm and for things like this, I'm a sucker for movies or stories, whatever that take place, you know, they're contained within one setting. Yeah. Like this one. So it's not jumping all over the place. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Which this does. Yeah. And there's some thinking about it. I liked it a little bit more than I did when I when it ended. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> thinking I like it more at this second than I did as soon as it ended. Which was like an hour ago. Yeah. All right. And I'm not saying I like it. Sure. But I just... Now, this was your second time. Did, did oh, you nothing. catch anything? I don't remember a damn thing that happened the first time I saw it. Okay. So it didn't leave a lasting impression on you, certainly. There are some scenes I remember, but they never happened. So I guess oh. I don't remember them. Cool. <laughs> I guess I wrote it. But the one thing I do remember is that when I first saw it, I was expecting a twist, a 
you know, a surprise. Oh, man, anything, there's no twist. Nothing. Yeah. Like, they give us red herrings here, and it does it well because those red herrings are nothing. And it turns out there's nothing. There's red herrings in this movie? Well, yeah, like, because we were watching it, and we are like, oh, the boyfriend, maybe he seems like he's in a, I think or the we, cop might be We in were that. just like, we were, I don't even think those were meant to be red herrings. I think we were so desperate for something interesting to happen we that we were, red herrings. we were trying to find, like, oh, maybe they were smart enough to do this. Maybe they were creative enough to do this. Yeah, there was one moment, which, right off the bat, what bothered me was... There's uh, security footage of him escaping, and he jumps through an air vent. Yeah. Why would they have an air vent in there like that? Wouldn't yeah. they have a smaller air vent? I have no idea. It was 2008. They had them. Yeah. I have no idea. And who's watching these security cameras that they just say, uh-oh, that guy's getting out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just watched him kill this person. Uh, well, let's let's briefly dive into this movie. This maybe, maybe we'll convince ourselves... That it was great. No, as we're going through, that's a that's a pretty loaded word. <laughs> great. Well, the movie opens with the backstory, yeah. so we know that her family's been killed by the teacher. Mm-hmm. She's living with her aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. and she's not taking her anti-anxiety pills, and she's getting ready for prom. Yeah. That's the whole opening of the movie. I, honestly, if this movie does anything well, it's that it's extremely. It um, knows what it needs to be. Oh yeah, they they hit the points and they hit them fast. That's the problem, I think, too, though, because later, like not much later, but like a scene later, because we get them going to prom and then there's this whole montage of them of people driving to prom, and then it's interrupted by Idris. Yeah, I can Idris. 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 Sure. I never pronounce his name right. Mm-hmm. Shere Khan. Yeah. Uh, of him explaining to his deputy, and well, he's not a sheriff; he's just a detective. <laughs> he's I an old-timey sheriff. Yeah, in <laughs> Andy Griffith. Yeah, no, he's explaining to his partner, I guess, of you know the whole backstory. All our information comes out here, and it happens so quickly. There's no time to breathe or digest, and then back to the montage. Yeah, they spend more time showing. Uh, the kids in the limo driving to prom than they do in the police station explaining all of the important information you need for the movie. Yeah. I did like that they made prom seem important. I mean, I didn't go to my prom. I went to three proms. Well, you went to one of my proms. Then. <laughs> you can have one of mine. I went for no, you. I chose. I was out of town, so sorry. Yeah. No, I didn't go. But it, I never got the feeling from anyone that it was important. Oh, yeah. They hold, they're holding it up on a pedestal. Yeah, like they have a big red carpet. So, yeah, there's people out there. With, there's like paparazzo with photographers out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this gorgeous hotel. And it's very much a TV and movie prom. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there's three basic couples. There's Donna and her boyfriend. Um there's Claire and her boyfriend, and there's Lisa and her boyfriend. You don't need to know any of those names, but I just wanted to say them for my own benefit because I actually know their names this time. Well, you which only is said the women's names. You didn't say any of the guys' names, so you get half credit. One of, one of the boyfriends is Jet Jackson, right? I don't think so anymore. Oh. We're not sure. <laughs> what was his name? I have no idea. Anyway, you don't need to know the boyfriends' names because they don't they don't matter at all in this movie. They don't do anything. They kind of do. Royce is that a name? No, that's that's not. Was oh, it Jude? <sighs> okay, so we find out that um, the teacher, whose name is Fenton, I'm gonna refer to him as Fenton from here on out, has escaped, and he's headed towards the prom. Fenton. He he shaves his hair short and he puts on a hat. That's how you know that he's incognito. Not a bad looking guy. He's the yeah, he's the guy from that thing you do. Yeah, I don't know his name. Um. He checks into the hotel that the prom is at, mm-hmm. and he murders a housekeeper in order to get the master key card for the hotel. Right. And he murders her by stabbing her with a knife, yeah. which, get used to that, because that's the way he that's murders all that every single person in this entire movie from beginning to end. Well, no. Well, yeah, you said... Who well, else does he murder not by stabbing with a knife? He murders, uh, what, Lisa? By slashing her throat with a knife. Ah, my mistake. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for correcting me. Anytime. That's why I'm here. My name's on this. So, like Mike pointed out earlier, the nice thing about this movie is it all takes place at the hotel during prom night, with the exception of the last couple minutes. But 
for the most part, this movie involves yeah. somebody from the, one of those three couples I mentioned just going to the hotel suite that they all share, getting murdered and never coming back down. Well, they're all also trying to get laid, too. Yeah. Because so, it's prom night. So Claire, uh, who's one of the girls, gets in a fi- fight with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. goes up to the suite, and uh, Fenton stabs her to death. What? Yep. One down. <laughs> yeah. Several more to go. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a lot of, in between all this stuff, there's a lot of, and this nonsense. is where it shines. Yeah, nonsense. High school drama. Oh, I thought... <laughs> no, that's it. Oh, I thought you had a further... Uh, no, just stupid high on. school drama. Like, oh, you know, he's... He's look. He's talking to this girl, and she's talking to this guy. But he's going away for college, and I don't want him to go away for college. And can you believe this is it, guys? Yeah, like there was just, a lot of that. Yeah, real bad. Which, that's how I think teenagers are. We did have a conversation while we were watching this movie that, I mean, perhaps the the target market for this movie is is just solely. High school kids, yeah. right? Who yeah. are like actually can connect with this, but yeah, I just thought it was. enough for the high school kids. Oh, yeah, and interesting. That's an interesting thing to note. Hold that, on, guys. This is going to be interesting. Hey, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Um, and girls. This is the first uh, slasher movie, slasher horror movie to be rated PG 13. So says Where most IMDb. of them are at, up to this point? I guess so. I mean, obviously in the 80s, it's harder when there's like PG or G and R. Right. Yeah, so I don't know. So, I mean, it's tame. It's very tame. It's very tame. Yeah, they may have sworn once or twice. Children could watch this movie. That's how how unfrightening this movie is. Please don't show this to your children. (sighs) Show it to anybody. Um, So, Claire's boyfriend, Michael, goes up to look for her. Guess what happens to Michael? Take a guess. Uh, He gets stabbed to death. He gets gets stabbed to death. (laughs) He goes up not to find her, but to apologize for being a jerk. Sure. And he's drinking. He's got a little flask. Yeah. Um, then a bellhop goes up to the suite. I like look, that guy, though. To look for the dead housekeeper. And that guy didn't care. Fenton murders him as well. Yeah. I yeah, which I don't know why that guy. stabs him. I think he just throttles him to death. No, remember this one? Let me play this scene out for you. Go ahead. Setting. Mm-hmm. Hotel Hall. You see Fenton come out of one room. That's it's his initial original room, that has the uh, housekeeper cart next to it. So the guy's like, "Hey, have you seen the housekeeper?" But then Fenton's walking from that room, four rooms down, and starts to go into another room. Right there, that should be a little suspicious. And then the guy Fenton's just staring at the bellhop or whatever he is. Bellhop, they have those. <laughs> it's nineteen forties, and. Fenton just kind of like glares at him, then changes with smiles like, oh, she's right here changing my bed. Come talk to her. So he goes in there and then it's like weird, like flashes of like, it's, you know, it's black. And then all of a sudden we see the bellhop just screaming, (laughs) like a close up of his face screaming black again. And now we're back at the dance. Yeah. So what? He screamed to death, I guess. Yeah. yeah, So not stabbed. It was super. It was weird. just real. Yeah, it was like it took us out of something we were already out of. A lot of the kill, the like the shot of the kill. It's almost like they knew how uninventive the shot was. So like the cinematographer was like, "Oh man, I have to frame this creatively because each kill has like a weird shot that accompanies it. Like one of them, like when when Michael gets it, yeah, he drops his glass, and the camera like." looks through his glass to see him getting killed is that also michael when he gets killed that like he leaps at him and it's like fenton leaps at him and it's like slow motion and then it gets rushed real fast i don't know maybe i think it's him as well but i mean like you get the feeling that somebody was trying to make these kills seem more exciting because they're so far from exciting or maybe they just thought that that wouldn't be the thing that would make it exciting they don't have to be creative in terms of you know the actual murder but doing it in terms of how it's shot yeah cinematography were they trying to win an award here they didn't get it i hope not um 
the prom king and queen ceremony begins. Mm-hmm. Lisa and her date, Jet Jackson. Not Jet Jackson, I don't think. <laughs> they're up for it. Rice? But they're gone. They went up to the suite. Um, meanwhile, the police find a, a dead body in the trunk of a car in the parking lot. Yeah. Which is the... Is it just another guy that Fenton killed? He took his identity. Yeah, that's why he took his identity. Got out of... He was re- it was on a missing person's report. That's how they found him. Then we get the probably the longest kill sequence in the whole movie. Um, Fenton chases Lisa. Lisa recognizes him finally. As yeah, the, the girls teacher. recognize him immediately, but... Uh, not well, immediately. Lisa, Lisa recognizes that she has seen him before, but yeah. it takes some time for it to click. So once it clicks, there's like this extended chase sequence through like a construction area. Yeah, because at the beginning, they awkwardly pointed out, uh, you're on the third floor, but just to let you know that the uh, the <laughs> fitness center is closed for construction. Is that what it was? Yeah. I totally missed and I, that. And then I said, oh, paid attention to that because that's going to be important. <laughs> Well, that explains that explains away a lot of the confusion about where the hell they were. Oh, if you so would have just paid attention. They're in the fitness center. Yeah. Under construction. You would not have been prime king. Classic construction scene, though. You know, with like the big translucent tarps I think hanging down. That's just down. how construction is. I don't know, man. Hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> slashes her throat. <laughs> uh, Officer Edris. Uh, is putting the pieces together. He's killing it. Uh, goes to Fenton's room, finds the dead housekeeper, pulls the fire alarm. Now we have a massive evacuation scene right before they announce the prom king. Which is so... I mean, yeah, it it gets interrupted as they're making the announcement, but the whole evacuation scene bothers me because let's get four cops to sift through hundreds of people to see if which one's the killer. Yeah, they're like, well, if we get everybody out of the building, we'll certainly find the killer yeah, on we, the way out. Yeah, if we get him out of the building, where is he going to go? Right. <laughs> Just walk away. Yeah. So every single person in the hotel evacuates except for Donna, our main character, who decides she's going to go up to the suite again to get her shawl. Her alone. mother's shawl, who got stabbed in front of her eyes, thank you. <sighs> anyway... She goes up immediately, Fenton's like, oh, hey, what's up? And uh, they have a battle in the room. She, He bashes a door with a fire extinguisher, which it's, Mike yeah. had a problem with. Yeah, because just knock the handle off. I mean, he cartoonishly destroys this door. Oh, yeah, it breaks it in a million pieces Yeah, with, with a fire extinguisher. It was like a heavy, nice door, too. Yeah. Um, Donna hides under the bed in a uh, callback to... The original scene. I don't was think. It a I don't even. Or was even it just think, that? That's what she knows. Yeah, I don't even think I mentioned it. But in the beginning, she hid under the bed when she when she saw her mother getting killed. Yeah. Not important. Doesn't matter at all. Kind of important. Um, she finally gets out of there somehow. I don't know. She runs into Officer Idris and uh, she leaves with her boyfriend and one of the other cops to go home. The two red herrings. Yeah, the the, the quote unquote red herrings. Um, Officer Idris can't find anything. He's already gone. He checks under the bed. Yeah. Then he remembers in almost like a, um, Kaiser Soze kind of way that, oh, man, that bellhop who left, who I spoke to earlier, was Fenton. He was wearing the bellhop's clothes. Well, that's after they realize that there is, for some reason, blood dripping from the air vent. Yeah. And well, for he... some reason, because there's a body up there. Yeah, but it wasn't like... A lot of blood. It was just... That's an issue I have with this movie as well. Give it to me. They People are exploring areas, and whenever there's a body, like, the body's sitting there perfectly fine, and they're just the living person's looking, and all of a sudden, like, a hand of the body just falls on them. Yeah. What was it? What? There's, like, the one scene where the guy just... He comes tumbling out of a closet. Yeah. The dead body. Nothing pushed him. He no. just fell out. He's been sitting in there fine for how long? And then all of a sudden, let me just walk past this. Yeah, Same thing with the, the vent. Idris opens the vent, climbs up after he demands a ladder. Yeah. And record time with the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> they got a ladder in that room in 20 yeah, seconds. Every room comes with a ladder. Yeah. Yeah, they climb. The, he climbs it, looks around, looks left, looks right, looks forward, hand. Yeah. Yeah, and it was the bellhop. The bellhop's. 
So unclothed body. Yeah. Well, undergarment. Mm-hmm. No nudity. PG thirteen. So we finally leave the prom. We're mm-hmm. back home. Donna gets into bed. Uh, well, she's in the room with her boyfriend. Yeah. She goes into the bathroom for a minute, comes back out, gets back into bed. The boyfriend's dead body is in the bed now. Which, when she got in the bed... That was a cool shot. I liked it. You liked it that when she got into bed, he rolled over already dead and put her his arm around her? What? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking Yeah, you about. saw that and you went, uh-oh. <laughs> Because initially... Well, okay, I assumed it was going to be Fenton. Yeah, so did I, because a dead body doesn't move. Yeah, I didn't see... What, is everybody on strings in this movie? I don't know, they're all marionette puppets. Yeah, you die and Fenton controls you. Yeah. Um, Fenton grabs grabs Donna, Officer Idris comes in, uh, shoots him a whole bunch of times, dies immediately, slam credits roll. So just like the first movie, dead... Credits yeah. and there's absolutely no yeah there's uh, no ending epilogue or anything no. yeah which is fine I don't need to see anything that happens no, after think that it was almost <laughs> it was mercy yeah so that's it yeah that's prom night 2008 so our hope was to talk about it and hopefully we liked it more but I'm just more upset with it now I hate it more than ever <laughs> yeah the body thing did it for me the lack of of any semblance of creativity yeah. or originality did it for me. Yeah. Especially considering, okay, you've got a movie. You know, when you've got movies like this where it's either a direct remake or it's like a very loose remake, just kind of a reimagining, It'd which is a, what this was. It would be a based on kind yeah. of thing. And so you have every opportunity to say, okay, let's take the awesome things from Prominent, the things that worked, and then fix everything else. Instead, they were just like... Let's take a few minor subplots that went nowhere and then make up the rest. Yeah, let's just get a big hat and put a bunch of cliches in it and pick. Before we start each scene, we'll pick from the hat. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of the worst remakes that we've seen in this podcast so far, and I think it's one of the worst originals we've seen in this podcast so far. I th- it has my vote for worst of original for sure. The worst of remake? What do you I think was worse? Uh, I think Black Christmas. Oh yeah, that was pretty bad. I enjoyed watching this more than I enjoyed watching Black Christmas. Black Christmas felt like a chore. This one just felt like... yeah. I mean, at Never. least this one didn't feel gimmicky. Black Christmas remake felt gimmicky. And they took the gimmicks. The difference between the two is that Black Christmas took everything up ten notches. Yeah. Where this true. one was just, let's make it as bland as we can. Yeah. I mean, other than some weird, you know, the music throughout this was very like, let's appeal to teenagers. But other than that, like Which if you, I think it could if have you swapped the soundtrack on this, it's pretty timeless because nothing happens, happens really yeah. to like make you feel like, ooh, that's such a 70s thing. You know how like when you watch some movies from the early 2000s, like, you know, the 13 Ghosts remake or the Haunting remake, and you're just like, woof, like these movies feel like they're from the 2000s, you know? This one actually felt like it was from the 90s in a way. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, like late nineties. Yeah. I mean, this is this should have appealed to us because, I mean, granted we were out of high school when it came out, but just barely though. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, none of that stuff appealed to me in high school either. So. <laughs> yeah. But this was the we were the age they were shooting for. Bring your. It was enough for it was a date movie. For sure. That a guy would have chosen. Yeah. And it was tame enough for the. For the date. Assuming that the date doesn't like, you know, okay. going on stereotypes. Here. All right, all right, all right. No, no, no. Let's talk more about stereotypes. <laughs> Shall we just... Do you have anything else to say about these before we get into the questions? No. I feel like we, we should we, I mean, we chose the these ones. I'll just say why we chose them, because it's we're in May, and this is usually around when prom's happening, so try to be, you know... Yeah. Timely. Too okay. bad that we just... After we watched the first one, I thought, we should watch Carrie instead. Because <laughs> that's yeah. more prime, but we'll get to Carrie down the line. Carrie would have been good. I mean, I'm glad we did these ones. I've I've, I've seen Carrie so many times. I've never seen Prom Night. I was glad we watched it, but I just had 
I had high hopes. I think because, you know, I hadn't seen Black Christmas. I hadn't seen My Bloody Valentine. That's true. So coming off of those were like, I was like, God, how did I not see these? These are such cool, like, such cool, refreshing movies from that period. And did you, I know that you said that you hadn't heard of, you kind of heard of Black Christmas, but you hadn't heard of My Bloody Valentine. No, I'd never even heard of it Had you heard of Prom Night before we watched it? No. I mean, I remembered seeing the poster for the remake, obviously, but I had no idea there was a 1980 really? oh. movie. I feel like this is one that people know a little bit more, only because it's Jamie Lee Curtis. Sure. Right off the tales of Halloween. Yeah. I mean, I just, it was one of those that, that must have passed me by. Hmm. I didn't know about it, and this is probably why. Yeah, because it's garbage. Yeah, it's not great. Anyways. All right. First question. These questions are going to, no, no. they're answering themselves here, but yeah. does the remake stand up to the original? Yes. It's sure a low does. bar, but the, it meets it. Yeah. It the does. problem is that the original is garbage. Yeah. Not garbage, it's boring as hell. See, I think a lot of people probably like it for a nostalgic reason. I mean, if you were like, you know, if you Eight. were, yeah, 10 or 12 when Prom Night came out and you saw it, that, yeah, I mean, I imagine that you had that nostalgia towards it, but yeah, looking at it at, in the frame of, let's see what other movies came out around that time. Yeah, that's true. It just, it doesn't stand up. No. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the remake, I guess, stands up to the original in, in that they're both forgettable. Yeah, bland movies. Just, here's here's a they're slasher. Of their time. Yeah, he's just killing people. Yeah. It takes what's what's working during the time it was made and does nothing with it. Yeah. Both of them did that. Yeah, for sure. All right, last question. Should this have been remade at all? Or yes. was the remake a mistake? It should have been remade. It should have been remade to make it better, to fix, like you said, to f- take what worked and fix what didn't, and it did not. So would you advocate for another Prom Night remake? I think it could. Yeah? Maybe stick with the original story, but, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you have to twist it a little bit so it's not obvious. I think this is the exact same conversation we had with... Black Christmas? Maybe My Bloody Valentine. Just yeah. in, like, that once you know who the killer is, it's hard to remake it, but... Yeah. Um... But there's something there. There is something there. The, I mean, this this it is an interesting. The story premise. of something happening to them as children, and then someone seeking revenge years later on one of the most important nights of their dumb young lives. <laughs> and I mean, the prom night setting is cool. Yeah, because cool like setting. I said, it's right. It's one location. It's yeah. supposed to be this big monumental moment in someone's life. Yeah, and everyone's you know everyone's on ten. Yeah, it's changing you know life's changing yeah we could write a better movie we're not going to but we could. <laughs> all right man i don't know is that it is that all you got for prom <laughs> night <laughs> yeah all right no final parting words all right well that's gonna do it for us this month on the remake mistake yeah uh check out wolfbaneblooms.com for uh all sorts of lists and quizzes and reviews and all sorts of good stuff you can also find this podcast on itunes google play um, most places that podcasts are available Um, if you're interested in getting notified about cool stuff that we're doing um, head over to the website and sign up for our email list we send out an email about once a month with some cool stuff in there Uh, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time i forgot the first rule of remakes joe Fuck with the original.